They say that experience is the best teacher, and the best way to learn from experience is to learn from others who have already found success. For this season of the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, Michael has lined up a great group of successful people who will share their stories of how they got started and some powerful lessons from their accomplishments. He'll also be introducing you to people who are just starting on their entrepreneurship journey to share what they've learned so far. Success is not just about money, and we'll meet some people who have been successful in very unique ways. Entrepreneurship is an exciting journey, and we're glad to be along for the ride with you. Here's your host, the guy who knows a guy, Michael Whitehouse. Hello, and welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. Today, I have a fantastic guest, fantastic guest Jen Pisano. I said guest wrong, but I said your name right, and that's what matters. Jen is an intuitive business and success coach, energy medicine specialist, and badass coach with 30 years of expertise in the healing arts. Through personalized ceremony, generational healing, and light language, she'll help you bust out, bust through restrictions so you can solidify your purpose and begin the transformation you've been craving in all areas of life. Get ready to align with everything you are meant to be in ways you've never experienced before. That's all from Jen's website. I love it. And so that's why I read it. Jen, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So I'm definitely excited to have you here. Of course, we met through the Success Champions Network, of which I am now a member. And I believe you are... I'm the president in Atlanta. Yeah. The president in Atlanta. Okay. I couldn't remember if you were president or vice president, but you're, you're, you're one of the big bosses of the <laughs> well, Atlanta chapter, which is one of the, the uh, better chapters from what I hear. Oh, they're all good. Okay. They're all good and different in their own rights. We yeah. we have a lot of fun in Atlanta, and that's really important to me. When you're yeah. doing business and building business, that you get in the flow and you have fun and you build these solid relationships. Mm-hmm. That's Huge, what yeah. generates. Yeah. That's what generates, right? Now, I, I I visited the Atlanta chapter. I'm like, this is awesome. I want to join. And <laughs> like, cool. You're in Connecticut. You should start <laughs> one in Connecticut. I'm like, that seems like a lot of work. So I finally joined the one in Boston. Awesome. I didn't have to start myself, um, but now it's exciting to, to be part of that and that, that great energy. Um, so tell us, Jen, what makes you awesome? Oh my goodness. I would say that I, oh, that's such a fun question. <laughs> what makes me awesome is that I live life as an everyday ceremony. Oh, I yeah. like to savor life. I like to have fun and find all the space between the space and um, it keeps life interesting. Love it. So how did you how did you get started? What is your superhero origin story? Superhero. Life kicked my ass. Ah. <laughs> That's how everybody who's in, I think, in a um, coaching position or in the healing arts like I am, it's the wounded healers. It's how we get put on our path. And, um, often I think we're put on our path before we know we're on it, you know, mm-hmm. you get on it, kicking and screaming yep. or hands and knees crying, lots of snot definitely was part of it. <laughs> um, lots of pieces to my journey. It is a part that has lined me in sole purpose, but that is ever evolving. So there's lots of stories within the stories, but I would say one of the biggest parts was my fertility battle. Okay. And um, my spiritual journey started long, long before that. But what really opened me up into doing this work and helping other people was a 10 year fertility battle. And it took me through um, hardships in my marriage. It took me through dealing with grief. It took me through um, not liking my body, being pissed off at my body, uh, 
being pissed off at the ridiculous amount of doctors that I went to that couldn't give me an answer. And um, I'm, I'm somewhat a recovered control freak. Mm. And I was diagnosed with unexplainable, unexplainable non-pregnancy, which was torture to me in itself. I, I, I needed answers. I craved answers, even if that answer was, it'll never happen. So that um, put me out on a quest to find my own answers. Mm. And that took me to every corner of the universe, so to speak, working with people from different cultures, different belief pack, um, backgrounds. And it exposed me to a whole new world that I did not even know existed. And um, through that, trials and tribulations. And um, in the end, the happy story is I now have a nine-year-old who is my miracle. Wow. That is, that is quite an origin story. Um, so, so talk a bit more about how you know, how did you know where to look? Because um, obviously unexplainables, I assume, left you without clues. They're kind of like, uh, uh. It did. Um, so I am a student of life. And when things or shit hits the fan, I become a researcher. And I, I wouldn't take no for an answer from my doctors. And um, when they failed me, I just, I, I dove in. I started reading every book I could get my hand on for holistic care for natural fertility, for everything and anything. And there were little divine clues in each of those books I read. And those would lead me down this goose chase <laughs> mm-hmm. to different practitioners and just started asking questions to anybody that would talk to me. And like just diving in out of sure curiosity and, and a little bit of desperation mm-hmm. of finding the answers and understanding my body in a different way and found energy workers and acupuncture and worked with Korean practitioners and Japanese practitioners and Mexican practitioners. And just, it started opening me up, not only to these healing modalities, but to to different philosophies as well. And it was just, it was a beautiful, frustrating, uh, intense journey, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it ripped me open in so many beautiful ways. And I, I would, I'd do it all over again. I, I love it. That's that's a, a great way to learn is by being made to go on a journey and and discover all those things. Uh, so so what was the answer? Or was was there an answer? Or was it a a complex of things? Um, I think everything is a complex of things. Well, I yes. think it was just um, I was a professional dancer teaching um, Latin dance with my husband and in the entertainment industry when we were going through all of these fertility things. So I was in the nightlife on stage and over overworking, but loving it. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so it depends who you ask. Some people told me that I didn't have enough fat on my body. And some people told me I was uh, working too much, but then other women who were in fertility were told they had too much fat on their body and they were resting too much. So it depends who you talk to and what your belief is when it came down to it. And I really start um, going in. I think for me, what it was, was I had closed off that part of my body a long, long time ago through um, sexual trauma. Mm. And it was so suppressed and so buried that I didn't even know it was there anymore. And it was just pushed down and going through everything that I went through 
it shifted energy within me, but you can't go through grief and failures without dealing with emotions and it rattles things inside and you start stripping the layers layer by layer by layer, which happened for me from practitioner to practitioner to practitioner Mm -hmm. and getting really, really curious about stuff that was bubbling up and, um, things bubbled up that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. And so you hear people talk about the shadows and all of these things, but all of this stuff stirred up and I started learning about, um, generational healing and ancestral healing, um, womb work physically, um, the, the women in Mexico, the Mexican healers that worked within my, within my womb, they call them sobadoras and because I lived in stiletto high heels for the most part, teaching dance, my body and organs had shifted, which is an actual physical thing that happens. So you get used to thing and your intestines will take the space and push things out of alignment. And sometimes this can even happen from a car accident or whatever. Things get launched forward, intestines move, they shift and our, our internal organs move to wherever they need to move. And it's still all in there doing what it does but it can make things more difficult. So for those healers, that was the, that was the, the cause, right? For me, energetically, I think I really locked everything down. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So all the high heels must be, that must be why I'm, uh, no, I don't wear high heels. You got to get out of the stilettos, man. Yeah. 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 My feet are way too big. Back in my Rocky Horror <laughs> Picture Show days, I, I could never find heels I could wear. I always went barefoot. Well, stocking foot, of course, not barefoot. Um, but uh, that, that's, that's a great story. And I, I love this idea of how you just kept asking questions, kept meeting people, kept going deeper. And for so many people, it's just, you know, start down the rabbit hole and keep going and see where it goes. And I, I was recently interviewed on a, on a podcast, the theme of which is the hero's journey. So it's, it's, it's your story in the hero's, hero's journey format. And it was, for me, the last you know, year and a half of business um, has been has been, you know, like that here, you're traveling and, and you meet this, this one person who teaches something and then you meet someone else and, you know, they need you to find a staff for them. And so you go off in the side quest and, and then you meet somebody else and they teach you this other thing and, and they lead you to the next person on to the next and the next and the next. And, uh, and it's an incredible thing once you embrace that journey and just keep following it and keep going. Um, so, so how does that uh, play into your business? So, so what do you do for people? So uh, let's see, it depends who you ask on that, but basically transformation. And I specialize in wealth consciousness. And my mission is to put hands and put money in the hands of conscious minded people. So it's Mm -hmm. conscious minded business practices. But to me, wealth is not just money, even though that's what I'm trying to do so that we have impact in the world and in our communities. To me, wealth is when we are rich in all of the areas of our life. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of wealthy people financially that are miserable and Mm -hmm. I don't want to call that forward. Right. I want you to be rich in all areas of your life. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That's, I was just saying in in my other podcast recently that, that successful people will make time for you. You know, if you're Mm -hmm. reaching out and saying, Hey, uh, you know, could you've done well, could I get, get some of your advice? Successful people be like, of course I'll make time for you. I want to pay it forward. Unsuccessful people who are just sitting on money, We'll be like, I, I can't give away my time for free. Exactly. I'm too important for that. And yeah. yeah, once they're truly successful, they no longer have to say how important they are. Right, right. <laughs> and, and you want to give, I mean, when you're really woke, 
I yep. guess how you would say it when you're woke. Um, there's a, that's payment and currency for me. Mm-hmm. When I help somebody and I shift somebody, that is currency. Yes. Granted, we run a business, right? So we are doing it for exchange and energy exchange. But what I'm teaching people who are, are on their path and they are awakening into who they are and aligning with their purpose, as you set your price points, set them so that there's enough overflow that you can gift 30 minutes to somebody who cannot pay for your services that mm-hmm. is incredibly talented and incredibly worthy and incredibly needed, but just needs a little direction yes. for kids. Like I love doing stuff with, with, with um, young women and kids so that they don't have quite as hard of a path as I did, or they don't wait as long to realize their value and self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge. And finding, finding those ways uh, as a manager, I had once told me you cannot help the poor by becoming one of them. No, you, I mean, you got it. And it's, there's a balance, right? There's mm-hmm. a balance to anything, but there, there's something magical to me with that exchange of doing something good with what you have. Mm-hmm. So the way that I like to do that is in my packages, I give a percentage of everything that I make, even if it's a small one or a big one, whatever it is. And that goes to a charity. And, um, that feels good and expansive to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I do it with pleasure. I don't do it with, with the um, feeling of scarcity or I'm not going to have enough if I give it away. I want to encourage that with other people as well, that as you are receiving, you're always, that's the flow of money and builds a, it builds a consciousness around money mm-hmm. in it creates a healthy relationship around money because money's not good versus bad. Although that's been placed and programmed into us, a lot of us through mm-hmm. childhood, that it's good versus bad or power is bad. It's not, it's neutral. We choose, mm-hmm. we choose if it's good. And that's Absolutely. what I choose. That's what so, I want. So, so you, you've alluded to your, your backstory a little bit. You used to be a dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you also mentioned uh, a, a bit about you know kind of finding your power later. Um, so so what what is your what is your earlier story? Um, you know because obviously it sounds like you were not always the the strong, confident, badass coach that you are today. Um, where did you start, and then how did you how did you get here? Um, I've always had an entrepreneur mindset from mm-hmm. very very young age, and um, I love that my son has that too. So I've always had side gigs. Always, always. And um, going through school, I ended up going into corporate. I always worked for Fortune 500 companies. I was very, very lucky at a young age. I worked for um, Primerica Financial Services and worked with Bobby Buisson, who really impacted my belief system and allowing me to see the potential of people going from here to hear, mm. no matter what their upbringing is, no matter where they came from or what they did before. And that was huge for me. I grew up in a small town and, you know, most of my family's work clock in, clock out, clock in, clock out. And, um, I worked for him for a long time and he included me in everything, but he always talked to me like an, like, like a grown adult. Mm-hmm. And 
he instilled in me so many great lessons that I didn't even realize were being planted (laughs) back then. And now I have so much gratitude, even more gratitude. I, I have an adornment for him. But one of the things that he did is he gave me a taste of luxury. Him and um, his secretary really kind of parented me in my teenage years. And we did a big, huge retreat that I helped them plan in Boca Raton at this beautiful, the Boca Raton Resort and Club. And as a 16-year-old girl who grew up in a small town, going in and walking into this incredible exquisite retreat felt like I was a queen. And it just, it expanded me in that way of like, oh my God, this is my life. Like it just expanded me. And before that, probably the only trips that I did has maybe been to go visit family or Disney world. So this was a big to do for me to feel into that sense of luxury and having, and knowing that it's all possible. And, um, he always encouraged me and so, and so did Melissa, his secretary in a very beautiful way. And I come from entrepreneur family too. My grandfather was a self-made man and went into corporate world, did everything by the books, first (laughs) in last out. Um, my last corporate job was with racetrack petroleum and I almost worked myself into an early grave, just working, 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 and not living, mm-hmm. not living. Um, me dancing was because I was a workaholic and I started signing up for dance classes to force myself to leave the office because if I had an appointment with a teacher, I would not cancel it. And um, very cliche, I fell in love with my dance teacher. <laughs> So, or he fell in love with me. He chased me actually. So that, that happened and, um, our our relationship budded and grew and I ended up leaving the petroleum industry because we decided to get married and there's no way I could have had a successful marriage and done the type of work I was doing. I was on the road all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it brought me into this whole new genre that I knew nothing about. I didn't grow up dancing. I had two left feet. My husband will tell you I was the worst white girl he ever taught how to dance. I was stubborn as hell though, still am. And I was too stubborn to quit. And I was really bad at it, like really bad. But I did not give up. And um, by the end, I was doing um, choreographies for TV shows here in Atlanta and working with celebrities and dancing on big stages. But, um, and that's why that's the, the possibility. Everything is possible, right? Like I, I didn't start dancing until I was 27. Wow. So it was this huge, like it took me to there. And then, then fertility took me into a new phase and it's all these different phases of evolution, but each experience, each, um, challenge, so to speak has gifted me so much wealth of information to help clients on their journey of becoming. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's an great story. And I, yeah, I I love that idea. It was never too late to start. And it's, uh, I'll, I'll never forget when I was, when I was 29, I was almost 30 now. Oh my God, 30, right. That's so old. Can you imagine being that old, Jen? 30. I know I used to think that now here I am almost 50. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So old. And I was talking to, I I don't know if you ever heard of the movie, uh, repo, the genetic opera. Um, but I got to meet Terrence and It it was a niche, like cult, cult of a cult movie. Um, but it came out in 20, 20, 2007, 2008, something like that. 
And and I was talking to Terrence Adonich, who was was at this convention. I was his uh, basically his handler. I was there to take care of whatever he needed to drive him around. And I was telling him like, yeah, I'm almost thirty, and and I don't know, you know, what what's what's happening. I'm not, I haven't done what I wanted to do. Um, and he must have been in his forties at the time. And he said, Michael, when I was thirty, I hadn't even thought of Repo, like the movie that he'd been invited to the conference, the convention because of the thing that he was known for now. He hadn't even dreamed it up when he was 29 and, and now, you know, it's a key part of his life. And, and people don't realize, you know, the, the, the most important things will happen when they happen. Uh, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say like 40 under 40s are great, but I don't want to see 40 over 40. Yeah. And I, that's I, like, I, that's the clientele that I choose to work with yeah. is 40 and up because they are ready. What's the box Sorry. Time? My son just barged in. That is your green screen. I'll be with you in a moment. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I got fire trucks going by. You got kids coming in. <laughs> it's just like, it's life. It's life. You got to go with the flow. live to tape folks live to tape. He's really yes. So we, um, Aiden's going to be the next I YouTuber and I'm so sorry. Okay. Aiden. I'm sorry, Michael. So this number one, I drew a number Well, if you're on a, on a live show right now, so. And pretty much my chicken was caught so I didn't eat it. <laughs> Awesome. I will be right with you. You do what the on-air light means, though. On-air light, yes. I like two pieces of meat. Go right ahead. Yes, this was very, very important um, interruption because five gummies were needed right now at this very moment. Oh, well, yeah. Understanding. Yes, it was urgent that those Mm -hmm. five gummies are received right now. Okay, that's important. (laughs) That's taken care of. So that's good. That's good. Um, But yeah, it's it's important to realize like there's plenty. Of, I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that all the time. So I think he's in his, in his uh, mid forties now. And he'll talk to, you know, 22 year olds. Like, I feel like I'm running out of time. He's like, child, you, child, please. So much, like, <laughs> like, you can live your entire life again. Like all the years you've had, you can live that many more and you still won't be as old as I am now. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how, how the element of time plays tricks on us. Right. Mm-hmm. It really does. And there's such a richness to our forties. Like I, I have loved, mm. I've loved this decade. <laughs> yeah. I have loved it. And, and it's, I love working with, with clients in this area of life because enough has happened that they're ready to learn and grab the richness of the experiences. Mm-hmm. And they've also are fed up enough to want so much more. Yeah there's like this balance. There's a beautiful dance, this cosmic dance that happens, but you have to be ready. Yep. No, it's, and I, I think some, what happens is some of your worst case scenarios have already happened when you're this age, you know, when you're 22, you're like, Oh, what if I get fired from a job? What if my business fails? What if my marriage falls apart? What if, what if, what if, and then, you know, by the time you're, yeah, I, in my early twenties, like, Oh my God, what if my store fails? Well, that, that failed, you know, what if all my, what if a rumor gets spread about me and all my friends turn on me because of it? Yeah. Yeah. That happened too. Uh, and all these, what ifs. And like, so much yeah. worse is what you want to say. <laughs> like so many other things are going to happen yeah. and you will live through it and yep. be stronger for it. Yeah. And you realize like it, all that stuff's already happened. Like now what, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you can't scare me. I've seen things. I've seen things, man. I've seen things. And you do it, but it, it takes you into the part of yourself to learn the lessons you need to learn. Mm-hmm. And it's yep, hard yep. to see that when you're in the thick of it. Absolutely. You know, you have these blinders on, you're just trying to fix the thing or solve the thing. 
but if you can look at it from a bird's eye view and see the bigger picture, we wouldn't be scared. Yeah. Well, and, and realize it, it's all leading somewhere. You need to get the perspective, realize like this goes somewhere. We're building, you're building a foundation. You're building a foundation and it's like getting the, um, your master's degree of life. Like mm-hmm. I, I believe all of these things that you go through, it's so knowledge rich. Yes. If, if you're open to claiming that wisdom. Yes, that is, that's absolutely, yeah, everything. I, I recently uh, did a podcast on, on the idea that your, your seeds, the seeds of your success are in your greatest weakness. So for mm-hmm. me, it's like a focus. Like I, I couldn't hold a job for more than two years. I was always bouncing from this thing to the next thing, the next thing. I couldn't pick one. I couldn't even pick one avatar when I was building my business. And then I realized the result was now I know a little bit about everything. Yeah. So I'm talking, so like there is, I'm almost never caught short talking to a client saying, I don't know anything about that. I know something, whatever it is, I know something. I can relate to that so much because I used to get criticized a lot when I was younger, you know, Matt, jack of all trades, master of none, right? Same thing with hobbies. I was always into everything, trying everything, but I can hold a conversation with just about anybody Mm. and it'll be a good conversation. Like we'll have a nice, rich conversation. And I think that that's why we're here. We're here to experience life. Like it, it would be dreadful for me to be in one position for 30 years. And some people need that and love that. It's not me. I yeah. need the diversity and, and, and discovery and curiosity. Yeah. Well, and, and of course, most people don't realize the whole Jack of all trades quote, the full quote is a Jack of all trades, a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Yes. I remember Donnie actually posted that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Cause that's, that's important. You know, sometimes you need that generalist because you need, you need the specialist too, but you can't find the specialist if you don't have the generalist to tell you who the specialist is. Right. That's why you need a guy that knows a guy. Yeah. So people like us who have been around everywhere and someone comes to you with a problem, like I have this weird problem and you're like, and by weird, you mean a problem I've heard before, go ahead. And then they give you their weird problem. And it's the same thing you've heard three times this week. And you're like, all right, you need this. Yeah. And, and like, oh, you need to talk to yeah. The guy's name is Bob. Here's his phone number. Like I've been looking for this answer for 10 years. Yeah. Bob's your answer. Go call him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. But I, I've realized that a lot recently. You see that with social media. Like I, I read the hot zone in when I was in college, which is a book about uh, epidemics and uh, Ebola at the time, but you know, it talks about diseases spread and all the theories and whatnot. And so to me, that's kind of like background knowledge, like basic algebra and, and, Thomas Sawyer. And so when COVID came around, I had this baseline of knowledge and other people were like, wait, how did, what do you mean a vaccine's not 100% effective? Like, yeah, of course it's not 100%. In fact, how do you not know that? How do you not know how a vaccine works? Oh, cause you just do your thing. You just <laughs> go to work and come home and watch Desperate Housewives or whatever. And you're not, how are you not curious? How do you live like that? How do you yeah. live without curiosity? No, I need to dive in. It's what keeps me, keeps me, me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's huge. So, so what would you say? So if you meet someone who is um, maybe younger and not really sure what they're doing, feels like their things aren't going anywhere. Um, it feels like maybe life is not being fair to them. What would your advice be to someone like that? Who's, who's early on. Stop wasting time being a victim. Hmm. It just, it wastes time, creates anxiety, and it gets you nowhere. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Hey, but what, what if they really are a victim? Terrible things have happened to them. 
then they have miraculous things to share. Say more about that. So the most horrible things that have happened to people, and I have talked to women who have been prostituted out by their parents, people who have been buried alive, and, and, and. The people that move through it and survive it have a choice of to let what happened continue to poison them mm-hmm. and com- hold them back from being and living, or they have a choice to take what happened, transform it, alchemize it, and do a whole hell of a lot of good with it. I love that. That is so powerful. But so it's powerful. always a choice, right? Yeah. It's always a choice. Mm-hmm. Things can have power over you or they can empower you. Love that. Yeah, I've, I've heard it said that we, that we are the result of all the choices we've made in our life. We are. And that's. And that's every day we get to decide, every moment, every hour, every second, you have a choice how you show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's hugely powerful. And, and if you've had those terrible things happen, you survive them, then how strong must you be that you come through it? Exactly. And what can really threaten you after that? Yeah, it, you learn, you learn your strength. Mm-hmm. You learn your strength. Some people choose not to. Yeah. Right. And bad things are part of humanness. Things are going to happen. Things are mm-hmm. going to happen. Some things happen worse to, to some people, which is unfortunate. But I believe those are the ones, if they choose to, if they choose to harness what I call sacred medicine, that's the name of my book that's about to come out. They mm-hmm. take this, they take the wounds and they grind it up into medicine and they make salve and they make medicine. And then they share that with other people that need healing. Mm. And that could be through conversation, coffee talk. It could be because they're another healer. It could be whatever, but there is knowledge and wisdom and they have the power to break generational wounds. They have the power to break generational patterns. They have the power to create massive change in their communities if they choose to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a very powerful thing. And so other than the mindset, which obviously is, you know, shift the mindset, which for some people, it's kind of like, what do I need to do to, to uh, get rid of this cancer? Well, step one, get rid of the cancer. Um, yeah. So what's, what would you say is the first step to changing that mindset? Because obviously the mindset, everything follows from mm-hmm. there. But if somebody has that victim mindset, what, what can they do? How can they take control? I believe everything comes down to loving yourself enough to not have something continue to control and poison you. Mm-hmm. And to knowing you're worthy of healing the thing that is hurting you. Mm. Like it all, I mean, it just, if you go down and you start scaling it down layer by layer by layer, it gets down to like us and what we feel and think about us, which often comes from the trauma. It can hold shame and grief and anger and all of the things it's emotions and emotions are not bad. They're neutral. They Mm -hmm. teach us something. So if we can strip it down to really just becoming whole when a trauma happens, we fragment ourselves to protect ourselves. It's just a part of human nature. But when mm-hmm. we do our inner work and we come back in and we really come into ourselves and say, no, I can do better than this. I'm going to do better for this for me. I'm going to do better this for my kids. I'm going to do better than this for the people in my life. 
when you step into that and you reclaim your power, it really is taking hold of your own life. It becomes self-mastery. And in that self-mastery, you are unstoppable. That's huge. That's, that's great. So for someone who's out there, who's, who's in that, that stuck place, you know, they haven't been able to master themselves. They're not sure what to do. Um, they, they're not trying to do it themselves. And often when they're in that position, you know, maybe they, they can't afford to, to hire a coach. They can't afford a therapist. They can't find a therapist. Um, maybe they've worked with therapists. And they haven't helped. Um, mm-hmm. what, what would you say is, is the first step for someone who doesn't have resources? Is there, is there something you recommend that they, they read or do or? There's so much available for free mm-hmm. that resources is a safe excuse. So get out, find people you resonate with. I share free content all the time all the time. And so do other healers mm-hmm. get out there and find who resonates with you, who speaks to your heart, who feels safe so that you can just take in and absorb as much of the information as you can. Mm. Well, and, and so people can find your information at, uh, at jenpasano.com. Yes, sir. All right. Um, and are you on other social media platforms? And I am everywhere <laughs> and pretty much all of it's under Jen Pisano. So, okay. And that's P-I-C-E-N-O. That is we're looking at it with an, like, trying to spell it some other way with like other E's and S's and whatnot. So it's Jen P-I-C-E-N-O. I can't even read it off the screen, right? <laughs> um, and of course, there'll be a link in the um, a link in the show notes and on the website as well. Um, so it's been great having you on the show. Great conversation. You have an amazing story. Great energy. Love it. And um, do you have any final parting words for our, um, for our audience or, or other ways you would want them to get in touch with you? Um, yes, you guys can follow me on Facebook and check out Amazon. My book, Sacred Medicine, is going to be out in the world on September the 8th. And it has 25 practices for healing practices at home. So if you're looking for a way to start learning this work, that's a really beautiful way to do it. And you'll get the perspective from 25 different healers. Wow. And um, I would be so honored if you would take and receive that medicine. And then that's it. Be your most magnificent self. Don't let anybody, anybody tell you you're anything but that. And most importantly, stop telling yourself that you're anything but magnificent. I love it. That's a great way, great way to close. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for all the wisdom you shared with us. Thank you for having me. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, 
but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect. JV-Connect.com. That's JV-Connect.com. December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.